This is the Hobart Lacrosse Podcast, Episode 53, Week 2 of the regular season. Hobart with a 20-14 opening win at the Poole Family Dome over Canisius. We're joined by the head coach of the Statesman, Greg Raymond. Welcome back. Thanks, Dad. Happy to be here, brother. Always start with the same first question, uh, reaction to Game 1. What did you think? Uh, well, you know, I think you, we, we come out and, and you know, basically dominate a first half uh, pre- pretty handily. Uh, you know, I think uh, um, got what we wanted offensively, got our hands free in really good spots, and um, and finished the ball well. You know, I think uh, I think we had a superior athleticism to them um, in, in a bunch of different spots. So. No, I think for the most part we handled our business well in the first half, and and um, you know even for the majority of the the third quarter, I think uh, you know as 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 a game like that starts to build, Ted, and what 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 you what you preach so much um, leading up to any game or or any competition is is system execution and foundation execution, and you know a lot of it offensively and defensively for us is. You know those those philosophies um, incorporate everyone. You know it's a uh, it's a everyone on the same page type thing. Where defensively, uh, you know, for example, how we play the ball, how we support the ball, how we support our support. That's what we talk about constantly. We need six guys um, uh, on the same page every time the ball moves. Offensively, it's always, you know, let's get our pass count up. Let's hit singles. Let's um, let's make sure stick works on point. We're sharing the ball. We're moving off ball. All system scenarios. So, you know, what's tough in those types of games is your guys come off and they're going, you know, I'm not sure we need to slide that much. You know, I'm not sure we're getting beat that much. Or offensively, it's we're running by people. Can you know? Can we shoot this shot? Yada yada yada. It's uh, so. Um, the challenge that we had in that game was, you know, can we stick to discipline? Can we stick to the fundamentals of what we do? And I thought that that we got complacent with a lot of that stuff as the game went on, specifically our stick work fundamentals. I thought, I thought guys got very complacent with the ball, had some backfooted passes, backfooted turnovers in the fourth quarter, some sloppy uh, one-handed stuff, ground balls, or even moving the ball. So I think the score, unfortunately, um, dictated our, our course of action for the next play later on in the game. But to start uh, a good dominant first half, and I think you know we got some some very uh, important lessons from a maturity standpoint in the second. You made a point that I was going to bring up, which is I, I thought, especially early, the ball movement was great. I never saw so many hands-free shots from right out in front of the net. But then on the other hand, that creates a little bit of a problem because part of that is you and part of it's the opponent. It's not going to be that easy most weeks. No, or any. <laughs> I think, I think um, you know, you got you to gotta take some, um, some experience bumps early in the season, Ted. You know, I think recognizing what's coming next is, is a difficult thing to do because it, it hasn't happened yet. You know, I think we can, we can explain that message and say, this ain't going to be this easy. This ain't going to be this easy. And and I really don't think it is. But I'd also like our guys to know that if you move the ball well, if you trust a single pass, if you trust each other and and move off ball, then sometimes opportunities can be this easy. You know, we just have to make sure we recognize how we're getting our hands free so much. Not that our hands are just free against you know this defense, and they may not be again in the next one. That's not how we like to think. But you're right it's going to get much tougher. So can we, um, can we make sure 
as weeks go on that we learn from a previous week. We understand um, opponent to opponent. We understand what preparation looks like and, you know, how uh, February isn't really a, a great trademark to what March, April, and May should look like. So we have to, we, we just have to know, Ted, long-winded way of saying we have to keep getting better and we have to trust our system. One of the things you want to do when you're a pretty solid favorite in the game is put that underdog down and keep him down, and you were able to do that. You got to an 11-1 lead, and there was never a point where you said, uh-oh, they're back in it. Sure, and and you know, Ted, that we are the underdogs, no matter who we play. Um, but um, I think uh, I think our guys, you know, we're very comfortable understanding that if we do, you know, and if we have an in and out scenario where we're handling details and um, we are we're, we're focused that you know the outcome of this game will be in our favor. I think that's a very um, it's a very dominant first quarter, Ted. If, anytime you're winning nine to one in a fifteen minute span, you know you're doing good things, and I think your team grows confidence and says, um, you know, we're going to win this game if you know we continue to stay the course. So I'm very proud of the fact that you know our guys jumped out on them like that, and and um, we put some new faces in the game, got them some experience, some guys that are going to play good minutes for us. I think um, recognizing some error that we made with some depth is um, is a great experience, and it's a great growth uh, tactic. So we're we're, we're pleased that um, you know we did have a a pretty exact performance early, and, and pleased that some some fresh faces got some good time. Your face-off unit looked like that old Revolutionary War painting with the uh, wounded guys all bandaged up and everything. So, what's the uh, health outlook for Adam Shea and Seamus Schofield this week? Uh, Seamus is Seamus is fine. You know, he's uh, we're we're very proud of the way he responded to that. You know, I think. Um, that example in itself is is what is what great teams are made of, you know. And I, I talked to to Seamus very quickly after that game, and I said, you know, do you think you're going to play that much in your first Division One game? And he said, I did not. And I'm like, okay, well, then you have to listen better because all we talk about is exact preparation when your opportunity comes make sure you're ready in all of these phases and because you never know when it might so um uh, and uh he did a great job stepping up i think uh he, he he learned some great lessons going through the course of that game and you know adam shea is uh a, a scenario where he's gonna he's gonna be fine um you know when when we choose to throw him back to the wolves is something that we need to talk about as a um sports medicine staff and and and, um, and, uh, and a whole bar of lacrosse staff just to make sure we're putting him in the best position to play to play well at the end of this season you know we need to make sure that happens as much as we want Shay and Sisselberger to go at it this weekend um we got to make sure that uh Adam Shay's consistent for us throughout the course of this uh this entire season so you know um we're we're a little bit banged up there but um you know all guys ready to play we just need to make decisions as a staff to, to determine what's best to be a good faceoff man you have to have a short memory and i thought Schofield was a terrific example of that i think he started 3 of his first 8 and then won 13 of his last 19. I mean, he didn't let the tough start bother him. He just grounded out and got back to work. Yep. And uh, again, uh, he's he's learning from a good one there. So we um, we believe that a next play mentality is necessary, Ted, for every player on the field. But you're right. From a, from a goalie in a faceoff position, you really got to move forward quickly. And um, if you uh, kind of get lost in that last play or what's happened even those last three in a row, you're um, you're going to do yourself a disservice for the next one. So, 
yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. You know, let's uh, let's stay in the present. And, and yeah, Seamus did a good job of that. We were holding our breath at the beginning of the game. You know, how healthy is Anthony to tell us? Is he going to be able to play? Uh, I guess he's okay. Uh, he was last week. He's a, he's a little bit banged up again. And, and, uh, he's a guy that, um, you know, for some reason early in this season, we can't seem to, uh, to figure out some of these ailments. So, um, he's working through some things and, and he'll be a, uh, he'll be a game time decision for this weekend. It's great to see the distribution of the scoring. I mean, you've got it's a horde of guys in all the scrimmages, and in the first game, you know, it's not you're not going to be a team where we stop this guy or stop that guy and win. I agree, and and you know, I think that's uh, um, uh, you know shown in in the ins and outs of you know number nine and 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 number twenty three, you know, and then the emergence of of uh you know will delano and and um and you know david peterkin and john jude and and um all of these guys from all over the place i do think that we we've, we've got good depth at a down low position you know with with james and troy and rosie and and hurley he detalis delhi and, and i do think alex Bagina is going to make a good push here he's um he's a talented young man and then we we like we like the depth above the goal too you know we're 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 in a position where we feel like you know a different guy or a different couple of guys can just have great games for us and great days for us so you so it's easy to target a couple of the best scorers or most consistent shooters but i think that also allows other people to to step forward and and have great days so um we like where we're where we're headed um we we believe that we're developing good depth for the start of this thing and you know anxious for these guys to continue to develop continuity and get better together let's talk about depth on defense you started nolan firth mark sanon and michael christensen but a lot of young guys contributed, and, and I thought it was interesting. You threw some of those young long sticks right in on the man down unit. Yeah, we got to we got to get those guys time. There's no doubt. It's very important to us to um, to uh, to stay like I like I always say, Ted, stay in the present, but also start to build some some energy and momentum for the future. You know, I think we've got two uh, in particular very good freshman defensemen, and um, we we trust them. We think they're going to be great players for us. Uh, but uh, it's hard to to reach that level you need to without game day experience. So um, we're finding ways to get them in that game, uh, and I do believe that they can execute very well, no matter the opponent. You know, I think, um, and also. You know, given depth and allowing you know Dougie and 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 Mike to uh, to come check out an iPad, see a play, talk through some offensive sets, and uh, and and spend some time on the sideline during a game is it's not so much from a rest standpoint. It's good for them to um, uh, because they do have great experience to to see what's happening in that game and not just continue to play over and over again, but come to the sideline, correct some errors and trust some other guys to go in, get the job done. You know, they take a deep breath, they get a splash of water, and then they go back in after the next possession. So we'd like to continue to, to do that. You know, I think Max gives us great depth there. Um, you know, and I think we love that, that first three. Mike, Mark, and 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 Firth, we we think they're going to develop great together. And um, but having Max, having Jackson, having uh, Brady Camella, um, having these guys prepared to go and good depth at a long stick midi position as well is uh, is something that we think could be very very beneficial in the long run. And at short stick D mid, Kyle Driscoll did a great job, and I always look to see who's going to be what I call the transition midi, the guy who can play some defensive midfield and clear the ball for you. And a young guy, Braden Weimer, has been good in that role. Yes, you know Braden's coming off 
um, you know, an injury-filled freshman year and, uh, it, it, you know, an offensive player out of high school. He was um, a very talented offensive player in the state of Colorado. And he's just, um, you know, big, strong, and, and really adopting this defense and, and progressing well for us and, and has taken on a role that um, – he wasn't reluctant to take. He's he's a great young man. He, uh, but I do think that uh, his passion is on the offensive end of the field, um, and and we believe we'll get there at some point. But you know, having that background and also learning this defense makes him uh, in the future a pretty dynamic two way player for us. So um, you know, we're continuing to teach him the ins and outs of of our defense. But you know, he's a fresh face that I think you're going to see a bunch of this year. Tell us a little bit about Lucas Sotteropoulos in goal. He tailed off a little bit toward the end, but in his defense, it, it was pretty much all subs at that point. But he not only made the routine saves, but you want a goalie who's going to steal a couple, and he definitely did that. Yeah, for sure. You know, it was it was a it's a tough decision for us, Ted, to to be very honest with you. You know, come to start somebody over Kev and and what Kev's done for us in the past year. We know it's a we've talked about being an open competition, but um, and and we believe Kevin Kevin's handled handling this thing perfectly. He's an extraordinary teammate, like we talked about last podcast, and um, gave gave Lucas the full support he needed to go have a great game. And I think that's a huge element to um, a guy's first start and him being effective is knowing that you have the full support of all the other goaltenders on the roster, it, you know, and the relationships they've built are, are special and they'll continue to, to, to grow and, and, and become even stronger. Um, so that was huge for Lucas, and and he's a very confident young man. Lucas always has been. So, and uh, what he gives you in the goal is great, but he's also pretty versatile out of the goal. You know, does some things in our two man games that we like, and, and has a lot of confidence in our clear and our ride, which um, is something that again makes us a little bit more dynamic and versatile. So he did a great job, and uh, we're going to need him to do the same this week. Hobart at Lehigh this Saturday. It was a very close win for the Statesman at the Poole Family Dome last year. You mentioned Mike Sisselberger. He's back. He's big. He's huge. He's got the reputation. Do you talk to Schofield about that all at all and say, you know, don't you're not facing off against the reputation. You're facing off against the man, and he's got the same stick and everything you do. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we, you know, the the, the old Hoosiers ploy. You know, they measure the rim and, and the yeah. gym and all that stuff. Ted, yeah, for sure. I mean, playing lacrosse. You know, reputations and and media coverage and all that stuff. It, it, you know that that's not that's not what the film shows. The film's what's what what tells the truth. And and um, you know what you see in in Sisselberger is a very good faceoff guy. You know he's he's strong, like you said. Um, he's um, he's veteran. He he continues to perform. So you, you know, there's not a lot of hype there. He's he's good at what he does. And um, you know, to say he's invincible is. A stretch. He's uh, he's the guy that we know will come out and battle as hard as he possibly can every single time. That's the respect we have for him. But when we watch film, we um, we we look at the ways where we can beat him, not just at the ways to prevent his success. So you know we're not a preventative program; we are a proactive program. So um, and you know we tell we talk to Seamus and Shay about the same things. But he's a guy that Ted, you need wing play. You know you need you need a team face off. And if um, and, and if you're going to be effective, 
against a guy that's continuously um, Sissel Berger, Zach Cole. I, I mean, you name it. We we faced off against a lot of great guys. If they're consistently good, you need a team game plan. And um, if you're going to um, make one of the opponent's best players have a difficult day, everyone's got to be on board, not just one guy. So um, our face-off guys are prepared. Uh, they're prepared to counter. They're prepared to battle. They're prepared to fight on the ground and all that good stuff, you know. So um, we're, we're just anxious to get out there and, and have have our guys make some plays together. What's the key to good wing play on the face-off? What makes someone a good wingman? Uh, I think ball anticipation, you know, and, and uh, making sure you're able to pick up the ball. I know it sounds obvious, Ted, but we talk about ground balls, consistently like all programs do and how important possession is but you know the most important part of possession is getting the ball into your stick you know so hard work is assumed physicality is assumed you need those things but you need guys that have good hands you need you need guys that have good nose for the ball you know the Baltzers of the world the Marcus Trujillo's of the world those guys see the ball well and um, they're able to pick the ball up in traffic so um, but with a guy like uh, Sisselberger, you got to anticipate some exits. You got to, you, you know, you have to be in places where you're prepared to make those plays because he is pretty dynamic at how he gets the ball out. So um, you need to have a great stick, man. You do. You need to have a a toughness and a grip for the ball, but you have to have to you have to have good anticipation and and good prep as well. You scored twenty in your first game. Lehigh scored twenty in their first game. They have all three starting attackers back, and that group accounted for thirteen goals, twenty-two points, and they're very accurate. So, how do you defend this attack unit? Um, you know, you 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 hone us in on the things that they do well, and uh, again, you're proactive at um, at playing them in a fashion that we hope. Uh, doesn't allow them to get too comfortable. You know, they're a, they're a great group. They really are. You know, I think 44 is as good as an of an off ball presence as we'll probably see all year. I think he is uh, he's great at what he does. And um, you know, the balance of 10 and two, they moved 10 from the midfield to attack. And you know, full transparency, they had a they had a guy last year that we thought was pretty good behind the goal, but you know, we thought. We thought number ten was their best player a year ago. Um, he just uh, he, he's 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 pretty pretty dynamic and versatile in his dodging ability and and a goal goal scorer and and vision guy um, with with um, with balance of both. So we really have a good respect for him. And then you got number two, whose um, ability to find forty four and see through a defense is great. So our guys are going to be challenged for sure, but we have to be proactive in how we per, how we pursue them and and how we defend them. And if you if you get on your heels, they're gonna um, they're gonna put the ball in the back of the net. You got to go out and get them. When you have a team that scores well, communication and sliding become important. How do you feel you were in that first game in terms of guys being in the right place and making the right calls? Uh, it's hard to it's hard to say. I would say average. You know, uh, slightly above average. Uh, you know, I'm not sure the team we played uh, were in the right spots or, or knew where they were supposed to be at times. So, um, you know, it, you know, you're playing a team this week that makes very few errors and um, grinds you down offensively. You know, in a Canisius, it's let's let's dodge and shoot and um, you know if we got to move the ball, we'll do that as well. But um, 
you know, Lehigh is a ball movement group. Uh, you know, they're they're a great invert group. They put short sticks behind the goal, uh, which sucks everybody in. It moves your goalie. Um, so, you know, we feel like defensively we need to we need to have a better game than we did a week ago. We feel like this 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 win will be predicated on um, our defense's ability to step up get stops, especially with a great face-off guy and your opponent. Um, you're going to have to get stops. You're going to have to clear the ball. That's uh, that's that's where we are with this thing. So we're going we're gonna to ask our guys to step up and play well. I thought your guys last week had a real strong nose for the ball and, and a no-quit attitude. There was one face-off in particular, Schofield lost. Their face-off guy's coming down the middle. He lines up his shot, and then Schofield yard sails him. I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of hey, that's our ball. We're taking it back. Yeah, and, and we need to we need to stay on that hunt. I think in a close game like we're going to have here, Ted, every small play we can make to get possession of the ball back is going to give us an edge, and um, that's how we uh, we have to pursue these games. A big commitment to our philosophy is the possession battle, and uh, we we have to make it more complicated than just who gets more ground balls. You know, that's a that's a simple way to look at this. We we need to go pursue ways to put the ball on the ground, and then earn it back. So, you know, those, those plays, those small plays, we call them our bone plays here. Um, the, uh, the bone plays that we need to make are the ones that are going to make a difference in the game. All right. Hobart at Lehigh game two this Saturday uh, forecast. Last I saw is around 40 degrees and sunshine. So it should look pretty good. You can find this podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Also find all your athletics news at hwsathletics.com. We'll get some uh, postseason starting up for a bas- basketball and hockey soon. Coach, thanks as always. Appreciate the insight into the game and uh, good luck this weekend. All right, Ted. Thanks brother.